The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan. For the fans of the Houston Astros, here is your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Astros Baseball. Before we get going, I just want to let you know or remind you, because I do think I've brought this up before, but on Monday, my guest will be Rick Allen, who is the author of the book Inside Pitch, and this book talks about the Seattle Pilots, who were a Major League Baseball team for only one season, and I'm pretty excited about it. I don't know the story. I'm looking forward to hearing about it, so look forward to that on Monday. Uh, Thursday, my guest lined up, hopefully it works out, is Jeremy Frank, who co-authored the book The Hidden Ball Trick, Stats You Never Thought to Look For. Uh, Jeremy Frank, I believe his name on Twitter is at MLB Random Stats. So he built a name for himself, uh, tweeting stats, very smart kid, Uh, he built a name for himself actually while he was in high school and just now he just finished his freshman year of college more than likely so he's you can probably consider him a sophomore in college but he built 50,000 maybe 60,000 followers on Twitter uh, as a high school kid so I'm looking forward to hearing about his story I don't really know it totally but that's why he's coming on and we'll all we'll, we'll all know after he comes on. So the first thing I want to talk about is the first topic of the show is the draft. So we look at the draft and it is the first round is on Wednesday at 6 p.m. And they will do the first 37 picks and they will show it on ESPN. So round one will be Wednesday. Uh, rounds two through five start on, at 3 p.m. And that will be on MLB Network and ESPN2. And they will do uh, rounds two through five, and they'll finish the rest of the 160 picks. So you look at the Astros, the last, the latest first picks from them, not really the, the number one overall or whatever. I believe these guys were all first round picks, though. Uh, The latest first picks for the Astros, you go to 2015, you had Alex Bregman. Uh, 2016 was Forrest Whitley. Then you have J.B. Bukoskis in 17, Seth Beer in 2018. And last year they took Corey Lee at catcher. So if you look at those five guys, you got one out of five that are on the big league team. You got Whitley and Corey Lee who are still in the minors, and Bukoskis and Seth Beer, if I'm not wrong, they traded both of those guys to get Grinky. 
So the Astros got in trouble. They got penalized. They They lost their first and second round pick this season and next season. However, with the compensation pick they got from the Yankees signing Garrett Cole, they do actually have the number uh, 72 pick. I was trying to say the 72nd pick, but I got a little tongue-tied. But they pick at 72, so that will be uh, on uh, Thursday, the second day. So anyway, let's look at a little bit more uh, Astros news here, straying away from the draft a little bit. The Astros do plan to hold spring training 2.0, if there is one, at Minute Maid Park. I believe most of the guys are already there getting ready, so they're not going to go to Florida. They're going to have spring training in Houston. So going back to the draft, just trying to follow my notes, and they're kind of everywhere right now. Uh, I saw a story earlier, the best recent draft pick for each team in the AO West. I don't know why they picked the AO West. Uh, but anyway, we'll start with the Angels, and that is Mike Trout, who got picked at number 25. And the first thing I think of when I see that is how? How did Mike Trout get picked at number 25? How are there 24 better players than Mike Trout? So not following any team but the Astros, I don't know when he got good. I just assumed he was always good, but I don't know. I don't know why he got picked late. That'd be something to look up uh, for fun. Uh, Matt Chapman is the A's best recent pick at 25. Seattle was uh, Kyle Seeger. They actually picked him in the third round. Uh, Texas, uh, Joe Palumbo, they picked him at number 30 in 2013. And I think I just recently heard that guy's name last year. So it seemed like it took him about seven years to make a name for himself. And I I saved Houston for last so that you could think about it for a while. And Houston, according to the story, their best recent draft pick is Carlos Correa. I was kind of thinking it was going to be Bregman when I clicked on the story to read it. But it's Carlos Correa. And it doesn't really explain why. But it says the following things, and I believe this is why. So it says, Carlos Correa, they drafted him, and he was 17 years old. Which means they signed him at $4.8 million signing bonus in a slot that was slotted to get $7.2 million. And then it says, since they signed him for four point eight. They had enough money left to get Lance McCullers Jr. at 41. So the only thing I can think of is that since he was 17, maybe they didn't have to pay him the 7.2 or maybe because he wasn't coming out of college. I really don't have any idea. But if they say that he's 17, maybe it has something to do with being 17. But the fact that they signed him for less and they could afford Lance McCullers Jr. That is why they have Carlos Correa listed as the best, most recent draft pick. If you go in that same draft, in the fourth round, they picked Rio Ruiz, who they traded 
for Evan Gaddis. So pretty good draft there. Carlos Correa, Evan Gaddis, and Lance McCullers Jr., three fan favorites. All right, let's go to the next thing. Staying with the... Let's let's go to the money. Let's talk about whether or not we're going to have a season. Let's go with this. Now, once again, my notes aren't the greatest. and But here we go. I'm, I'm going to try to explain what's going on. And I know I talked about it last time. But this is what my notes say. MLB makes $10 billion in revenue each season. $10 billion. And they are fighting over hundreds of millions. Now, hundreds of millions is a lot of money. It's hundreds of millions more money than I'll ever make. But when you compare it to 10 billion, it's really not as much. So MLB proposed a full prorated salary for 48 games. Originally, it was 82. The players came back with, I think it was 114. And uh, MLB turned that down. But the Players Association is willing to play 82 games at that agreed-to pay rate that they reached in March. So MLB said they would lose $640,000 a game. 40% of their tickets, 40% of their money comes from tickets, concession, and parking. So if they played 48 games, that would be 720 games. That would be the total games for the season, and that would be, according to the $640,000 loss per game, that would be a loss of $460.8 million. If they did 82 games, that would be 1,230 games. And at 640K per game, that would be 778 or 787 million. 787.2 million. So, and this is combined, the entire 30 teams. So you're looking at the difference in what the, I spoke earlier that MLB wants 48 and the Players Association won 82. So if they play 82 games, the owners will lose $787 uh, million. And if they play 48, they lose 460. So it's a difference of $326 million. $326 million is the difference. And that seems like a lot to the players. But once again, you divide that by 30, and it's $10 million a team. That's what these guys are fighting for. $10 million a team. And in the story I read, it said the players arguing this point, they could say, hey, $10 million, that's a fourth starter. But the owners could say, it is only $10 million, but we also lose $3.5 billion by not being able to sell tickets. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I don't know. The last thing I read this morning is someone tweeted that there's not going to be a season. So I don't know. But if you look at this, 
$10 million a team, if they agree on everything except 82 and 48, and they're going to cancel the season over $10 million per team, that is nuts. So if you break it down like that, uh, it might happen. It might happen. Anyway, I'm going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. I am going to tell you about another story. Uh, Best Major League Baseball draft picks ever and the ones who got away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Astros Baseball. All right, folks, we are back. And now I want to talk to you about this story I read this morning. I found it really interesting, so I wanted to share some of it with you. Uh, The story is called Best Major League Draft Picks Ever and the Ones That Got Away. So they did it for all 30 teams. Uh, However, this is what they did. They have the best draft pick ever. And then they have a late-round gem, someone they drafted in the late rounds that turned out to be really good. And then they listed someone that got away. And this is someone they drafted, but they failed to sign, and they ended up playing with someone else. So they did it for all 30 teams, and I'm only going to highlight ones that I thought were really interesting. The whole thing was actually interesting, but I just don't want to go over the whole thing with you. But look it up. It's on ESPN. Uh, the first one I want to share with you is the Baltimore Orioles. They drafted Dave Winfield. The Baltimore Orioles drafted Dave Winfield in the 40th round, but he decided to go to the University of Minnesota. He was later drafted number four overall by the San Diego Padres in 1973. We go to the Boston Red Sox. Roger Clemens was the 19th overall pick in his draft. However, there were 10 pitchers picked ahead of him. The Mariners and the Expos both had two picks. They both passed on him twice. Crazy. And this one here, I think, is a little more crazy. The Toronto Blue Jays, in the 18th round, in 2010, selected Chris Bryant with the 38th overall pick, They selected Noah Syndergaard. This was in 2010. Chris Bryant did not sign, and they traded Syndergaard as a minor leaguer. Chris Bryant was later selected second overall in 2013 by the Cubs. So Toronto, with a great draft, but it just didn't pay off for him. Chris Bryant, Noah Syndergaard, the same draft. Pretty good. Now we go with Detroit Tigers. Their best overall pick was Justin Verlander, second overall pick in 2004. Uh, who was picked first? The number one pick was the Padres, and they picked Matt Bush. Now we go to the Houston Astros. Best pick ever, Craig Biggio, 22nd pick in 1987. Uh, two picks before that, the Tigers selected Bill Henderson who set national high school records for career hits and RBIs, but he never made it to the major leagues. In 1990, the Astros selected Jason Veritek in the 23rd round, but he ended up going to Georgia Tech. Minnesota drafted him in the first round the next season, but he stayed in school. And then the Mariners drafted him in 1994, also in the first round. So he was a first-round pick two years in a row. We go to the Atlanta Braves. 
the Atlanta Braves, who had all these pitchers, drafted Randy Johnson, the big unit, in the fourth round in 1992. Imagine that. Smoltz, Glavin, and the big unit. Uh, San Francisco, San Francisco Giants, drafted Barry Bonds. But they failed to sign him. This was in 1982. They drafted Barry Bonds, but they failed to sign him over $5,000. They couldn't agree on a signing bonus. They disagreed $5,000. The Giants could have had Barry Bonds, but they ended up getting him in the long run. All right, folks, before I let you go, there's two things I want to cover. Uh, The first one is baseball. Will we have a season? I don't know. Are we getting close to passing that deadline to start the season on July 4th like expected? I don't know. We're getting pretty close, though. But the question I want to ask is, should we have a season? We already discussed, can we have one? We We already came up with their $10 million away money-wise, from making an agreement. The owners want 48 games. The players want 82. They're only 34 games away from agreeing on that. They've agreed on the the extended playoffs. They just have to agree on the number of games, and we can have a season. But the big question is, should we have a season? Some people may say, all of this stuff going on, the looting, the rioting, the protesting, COVID-19. It's selfish of you to want baseball. That's what some people may say. Some people say, there's so much going on, just shelf it. Let's go on to next season. Let's just, you know, it's selfish of you to want baseball. And then there's some people that say, there's so much going on in the world that I need a distraction. I need a break. I need to come home from work and watch baseball every night, not the news. I need a break. I'm tired of seeing our country in shambles. The second thing I want to talk about is Drew Brees. I don't know if some of you are Saints fans, but he was attacked. He was attacked on social media by one of his teammates who made a video who ended up deleting it, but he was mad at Drew Brees for saying that he won't kneel down during the national anthem because he feels like it's disrespecting the flag. But if you read the whole story, Drew Brees says, I respect Colin Kaepernick if that's what he wants to do. If that's what he believes in, I respect him, but I'm not going to do it. The flag, the national anthem, it makes me think of my family who died in the military, and I'm honoring them with the national anthem, and I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to disrespect the flag. And so he's not allowed to have an opinion. I mean, you can't say anything these days with somebody turning it around and making you a bad guy. This dude has done so much for this world. And you just make one comment. 
they were saying Drew Brees will never play again and his teammates hate him. It's just the, the city's going to turn on him just for one comment. But most people that are mad, they didn't read the story. When I, when I saw it come out, I text them. I didn't text them, but I commented under there, where's the story? I want to read the story. They said it's in Yahoo, on Yahoo Sports. I read the story. I don't see anything to be mad about. Can a guy have his own beliefs? He didn't say the guy's wrong. Colin Kaepernick, you're, a, you're wrong. You are totally wrong and you're disrespecting the flag. He didn't say that. He said, I'm not going to disrespect the flag because that's how I see it. You may not see it a different way. And if you don't see it that way, I respect you. I respect your beliefs. He doesn't mind if someone else has an opinion. Let people have opinions, folks. Don't shoot them down. Don't jump to conclusions. So anyway, tomorrow is the debut of Sunday Strohs. Me and Stevie Proud, we've been promoting this thing pretty hard. (laughs) And we better deliver. That's all I got to say. So tune in. Tune in to Sunday Strohs. I hope you like it. And don't forget Monday, Rick Allen. And Thursday, Jeremy Frank. We'll see you next time, folks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Make sure to subscribe so that way you will be alerted when there is a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.